Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you, as always. I am Boyd Matheson, and you know we love history on this program, and we especially love history when we can uncover something that is so cool. And we've got a lot of that today. We've got Aaron Cox uh, from KSL TV in studio with us. And just to set your clocks, uh, coming up at 2.05, we have Dr. Havas, who is the former Minister of Antiquities. And if, if ever there's like a cool title to have. That's it. Uh, sort of like being the official Indiana Jones. Uh, that's coming up at two o'clock. Going to be a fascinating conversation there. And Aaron, you you did your own little uh, uncovering of some important history in the Jewish community. Uh, tell us what you uncovered. Absolutely. So this year, the Jewish Family Services Organization is celebrating 150 years, which is just such an incredible accomplishment. So I went in October to interview them about this. And as I'm interviewing them, Boyd, there's this moment in the interview where she pauses and she says, well, actually, we don't have the exact organization date records. And I think to myself, well, we can't report on this. How do we know this is the anniversary date? And so I went through, I don't know, at least three historians looking to see, do we have these records? Where are they? We went through the Desert News Archives, the Salt Lake Tribune Archives. We also went through the Women's Exponent Archives, which was the first women's newspaper in the West Coast. Yeah. And we couldn't find anything. And I'm like, how are we going to find this? No wonder they don't know their anniversary yeah. date. And um, finally, three historians later, we found Rochelle Kaplan. She is the neatest lady. She started the Jewish Genealogical Society here in Utah. Um, and she she originally came from New York, and she came out here and decided, I love learning about my faith's history, yeah. especially where it's not the predominant religion. And it has a, re- a very rich history. And so I knocked on Rochelle's door, and I said, Rochelle, we have got to find <laughs> gotta this. Got to talk, <laughs> we, we, If I'm going to cover this story, we have got to find this. So her and I sat through, and we went through online archives for about an hour and a half. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I don't know how we found this point. I think we got really lucky <laughs> because we landed on the year 1865. So Jewish Family Services, they believe they have some records that go back to 1872. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we're guessing that's where it started. It started in 1865. We found the exact date. It was found in a national Hebrew uh, newspaper at the time. Wow. And so it's not in any Utah newspapers. It had to go through a national um, newspaper that was dedicated to the Jewish faith. And uh, we found it. We found it uh, November 15th, 1865. So happy 157 years. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like. I'm adding a few extra years this year, it feels like. Uh, But what an important thing. So 157 years is extraordinary for anything. Uh, But give us a little more insight in terms of Jewish family services, in terms of what did they set out to do 157 years ago, and, and what are they still doing today? Right. Okay, so 157 years ago, what Rochelle Kaplan and I found was that they uh, became a philanthropic organization. Mm. They wanted to provide services for the community. And originally, they did focus um, on those who were Jewish, but they also extended their services to those who were traveling through. So there will be these newspaper articles that will say there was a— they. 
It was titled A Transient. Coming through town, we gave him food for $41 and sent him on his way, which back then. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, but there were even, we found articles from 1868, I believe, that, that said we sent $400 to our brethren in Western Russia. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm. So they were not just helping our Utah community. They were helping those traveling by. They were helping those across the country. They even raised money, I think, for those in Israel in one of the articles we found. Wow. So just really neat. And they started that. And you have to understand that outside of the Latter-day Saint Relief Society, this was probably one of the first philanthropic organizations here in Utah. Yeah. It outdates the Catholic Community Services. Wow. Which... We so love, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and this is so amazing, too, because when you think back, if, if, they're, if they're sending $400 to help Jewish uh, members in Russia – in 1868, I mean, that's incredible. No internet, no way to even know. I mean, things took months for news to travel back and forth. Right. Uh, that is so extraordinary. And and to me, it shows part of the vision of the Jewish community that, yes, it's all about community here and local and making a difference and for that transient coming through. And we have this international reach. And to think of the, the women who had that kind of vision in that time period where it was still pretty dusty and dirty out on the streets out here, and it was a pretty hard life to, to work through, but right. their vision was still extraordinary. Oh, absolutely. And it started originally as a group of men who started this as a Hebrew Benevolent Society. Ah, I love it. And then the ladies took over in 1872. And that's <laughs> to get where it we, done. Yes, yeah. yes. That's where we get this 150th anniversary. Okay, so they gave the men seven years to give <laughs> yes. it a shot. And then they said, sorry, gentlemen, <laughs> we'll do it ourselves. Yes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and, and, and they actually named themselves for a couple of years. They went through so many different names. But one of the names that they gave themselves was the Jewish Relief Society mm. because they modeled themselves after the Latter-day Saint Relief Society. What a neat little piece of history of two different religions coming yeah. together and working for a better cause of helping our community. Yeah. Just so neat. Yeah, you talk about uh, Catholic charities as well. And you put those three groups together, Catholic Charities, the Relief yes. Society of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, and the Jewish Family Services uh, that is a uh, triple threat combination that I think is actually pretty rare in the world. Yeah, and it all comes together here in Utah. A, a religious epicenter uh, yeah. for many. Yeah, so important. Anything else? Uh, I, you had a host of surprises along the way in this whole thing. <laughs> what else did you discover? What else did you learn in this little journey back into history? Uh, well, you know, there were some um, articles regarding their interfaith relationships. Mm. That was really neat. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Um, some, some interactions with Brigham Young, actually, mm. where they talk about, we were given permission by Brigham Young to use this plot of land for a cemetery. Oh my goodness. Really interesting <laughs> on that. Um, so that's kind of neat to think, uh, I feel like religious tolerance perhaps is more of a modern thing. Mm. I don't necessarily know if historically religious tolerance was very, uh, looked at as, mm. as a thing 
to have. Yeah. And it's kind of neat to see that, you know what, in Utah, we had just that. did it. <laughs> and I'm sure, there, I'm sure there were historical articles. Of course, we didn't go through all of them. And I'm sure there are moments where there wasn't all roses. But how great to see a collaboration early on. And you asked me earlier, what are they doing now? Yeah. Okay, so... 157 years later, they're still going. They serve, it's a non-denominational service. Mm. So they are a denomination, but they serve anyone within the community, anyone who has needs. And the biggest thing that we're finding, in fact, I have a piece airing on Wednesday, so uh, tune in for that, on one of the services they provide is health care. For um, those who have dementia, those who are aging, um, mental health services, they have a food pantry. They really wanted to make sure they don't duplicate services. So they see the Catholic Community Services doing so great with work with the homeless and providing refugee help. Jewish Family Services really wants to provide that mental health counseling, that that. potentially if you need rent help, just... Yeah. Little nuanced things that they can they can do. Love it. Aaron Cox, uh, of course, part of the tag team at KSL-TV. Great piece. You can go to kslTV.com and check out her report. And then watch for Wednesday. I want to see the rest of the story, uh, <laughs> some of the next things that are coming up. And so important. Uh, second day of Hanukkah today, uh, an important time to focus. 157 years ago, Jewish Family Services, uh, an extraordinary story. Uh, and just shows that even back in the 1800s, uh, Utah was showing there, there is a Utah model to actually getting things done, serving the community, and having a vision to make a difference for the rest of the world. Aaron Cox, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Boyd. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll stop, step aside for top of the hour news, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to talk to the former minister of antiquities for Egypt. An extraordinary conversation coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.